welcome to another episode of Bouncing Back, a special season of News Without Ink. I'm your host, Kayla Green. In these episodes, we're taking a look at COVID-19's continued impact on those most in need through the lens of canceled events and the nonprofits they raise money for. At the end of the episode, we're going to tell you how you can help, so stay tuned. News Without Ink is part of the Item Podcast Network, which is brought to you by SKF. Let's jump in. Today, you're going to hear from Eric Boltman, Executive Director at Sumter Little Theater. Live performances, such as concerts and theater, were among the first to get shut down last year when the pandemic arrived, and they're now among the last to reopen. Sumter Little Theater has been dark for over a year, but there's hope in this story. So let's take a listen to my conversation with Eric. Okay, well, Eric, thank you for joining us today um, to talk to us on Bouncing Back, and I know that that I'm sure we have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Um, Yeah, so tell me a little bit about who you are and and what uh, organization you're involved with. Um, I'm Eric Boltman, and I am the executive director of Sumter Little Theater. I am a Sumter native. I grew up here. I'm a Sumter Little Theater kid. I started making theater at Sumter Little Theater in 1973. First production I did there was The Hobbit. (laughs) Interestingly enough, we're reopening with The Hobbit in August of 2021. That's awesome. We closed last year uh, because of the pandemic in March, and we were in rehearsals for The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. That That would have been the next show. So we feel like we we have to open the season with the show that we were intending to do. That seems only fitting. Only fitting. (laughs) And the kids would not be happy if we didn't do it. So, uh, but I started then. I grew up in Sumter, went to Sumter High School, went away to college, went to New York for a few years to try to do my actor thing, and uh, wound up back here uh, and my interest in the theater never never changed, never uh, stopped, and I became involved at the theater back in the 80s, late 80s, when I came back to Sumter, and I've been a pretty permanent fixture there <laughs> for the last 30 years. I don't, I'm not the only one. There are people who have been with us for just that long, but uh, that... Um, I uh, started as executive director in 2009. Mm-hmm. And so that's what <laughs> And so explain to me or, you know, and, and our listeners the difference between a community theater and maybe um, a, a, a theater that um, brings in actors, you know, or like right. there's, there's a real, you know, this is a Sumter-based theater. Yes. Everything is based out of Sumter, right? Exactly. You have basically... Well, three types of theater. You have academic theater, which is, of course, at college, high school, that type of uh, level. And then you have community theater. And usually, typically, community theaters are non-professional. These are amateur community theaters. So that when you come to the theater, you're going to see your neighbor or your nurse or your lawyer or your doctor or whatever. Um, Now, a professional theater hires professional actors, and you can can become a professional theater simply by paying your actors. Mm -hmm. That that takes you into another producing status. But there are some theaters that only hire actors who are members of unions, 
there is an acting union, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Actors' Equity Association. And uh, so that takes them into another category. But if you come to Sumter Little Theater, you're going to see community people performing. I, and I love that aspect of it, right? Like oh. you can see people who, who you see in the grocery store and oh. you might not know that your doctor can sing really well. <laughs> you know, I think, I think that's yeah. awesome. It's fantastic. I, mean, I'm, I always enjoy hearing people who have been in shows at Sumter Little Theater and they come, uh, I see them, you know, months after and I say, somebody came up to me in the grocery store today and said they saw me <laughs> in a play at Sumter Little Theater and made me feel so famous. <laughs> So. And so we're starting again with The Hobbit, which is great. That's a kid's show. Um, and kid, and so you do, what, a one show every summer, right, that has children well, in it? or Usually we do six plays every season. Okay. And two of those are for children okay. and young people. Um, uh, and this year, we don't typically start the season with a youth production. We... We want to open the season with something that will appeal to everybody mm -hmm. and hopefully just bring people in. But this, because it was the last show that we were going to, or the show that we would have done before the pandemic, we wanted to start with this one. Mm -hmm. So, but we do have summer programs for young people. When we, we hope to have one last summer, of course, that didn't happen. And this summer with still a little too much uncertainty, we couldn't plan that, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, we'll open with the kids. <laughs> but then, you know, the the your your season also typically includes a pretty wide range of, of shows, right? You you know, as as any creative outlet or any theater should not be scared to to press the boundaries, but but y'all really are you, you go for it, which is awesome. <laughs> I love to hear you say that. Thank you. You know, we're very aware of our audience and we we know what they like. Mm -hmm. It's we and we're not different, we're not unique. Uh, the most popular shows are comedies mm -hmm. and musicals, and who doesn't want to see a good comedy or a musical? Right. But we realize that we have to, you know, kind of uh, offer a wide variety of shows, so we challenge ourselves to do things that um, push us, mm -hmm. you know, that really, challenge our directors and our actors and our designers um, and also kind of challenge our audience mm -hmm. because if I remember hearing someone say that they had a conversation um, with a friend who lived I don't know, maybe New York or somewhere, and they were talking about theater and they said, well, we saw a production of this play and I can't remember what the play was and the person who they were talking to said, oh, really, where? And I said, Sumter. And Sumter's out there. what? You know, how is that possible? But it's, um, we are lucky because we have a lot of theater-oriented people on the board. Mm -hmm. And they have a real interest in theater. And a lot of people who are our patrons say, you know, I think you guys really need to think about doing this. Mm -hmm. We love that. We love suggestions from people. It makes makes us realize that people are watching mm -hmm. and paying attention. Yeah. And so, funding wise, how do how do y'all secure funding? I know you you know obviously through tickets and patrons, but are there other avenues? Right, because we are a nonprofit organization, mm -hmm. we are able to apply for grants. 
um, from various sources. We have um, the, 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 the closest to us here in Sumter is the Sumter County Cultural Commission. Mm -hmm. And we were able to apply for grants from the Cultural Commission uh, twice a year. Okay. Um, we can also apply for grants from the um, South Carolina Arts Commission and various other organizations in South Carolina. A lot of them, because of the pandemic, have established um, grants for people to like bounce back you know and uh, we have we've we've been fortunate enough also to uh, get support from Sumter County this is the most important thing for me is that we exist in Sumter County because Sumter County believes in us you know and that is such a powerful thing to say we are giving you this space to mm -hmm. make theater Okay, <laughs> we can we'll take that. it. Well, thank you. We will take it. And uh, the the we can't we can't exist without Sumter County. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, private sponsors, people who um, uh, just appreciate the fact that we are here, and they want us to continue to do what we do because we improve the quality of life in Sumter. More after a quick break. Church leaders are working together across denominations and races to arrange for volunteers to complete service projects at homes in need through Sumter United Ministries. A local fashion boutique moves downtown. Sumter County Council approves a tax increase to fund Sumter School District. The Sumter item has been the go-to source of local news and what's happening in our businesses, our schools, and our community for 126 years. It has remained locally owned and operated, and the root of the item's mission has always been local. Local news is critical to the quality of life in a community. When you don't have journalists in government and school board meetings, corruption increases. Without local news, there's no one else to tell the stories of your high school sports team, the new business in town, or recently, where you can get a COVID test or vaccine. Whatever it is, we're here because of you and for you. We're a team of real people working daily to bring you the stories of our community. It's not free to produce. News has never been free, whether through the newspaper, radio, or cable TV network. If you like what we do at the Sumter Item, whether that's reading the news at theitem.com, finding coupons in the paper, getting headlines delivered to your email inbox, watching Sumter Today, or listening to other podcasts like this in the Item Podcast Network. The very best thing that you can do to support the continuation of all of that is become a subscriber. You can sign up for our cheapest rate online in just a few clicks at theitem.com slash subscribe. This digital subscription gives you complete and unlimited access to everything we produce at The Item, including our e-paper, which is posted online at theitem.com the night before the newspaper is delivered. So to sign up today, to stay in the know, and to support the continuation of local news in Sumter, Clarendon, and Lee Counties, join The Item team today at theitem.com slash subscribe. From our Item family to yours, thank you. We'll get back to the to the money in a minute, but 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 um, that kind of sparked a, this very large question in me. Um, what what does 
theater or uh, what is sitting either sitting in the audience and taking in performing arts or participating in it what does that do to a person how does that help improve a person's quality of life <laughs> just yeah. throw that out at you all right, all right. so I teach a course at USC. Uh, theater appreciation is one of my favorite courses to teach. Um, and one of the things we talk about is what are the three components of theater? The first, of course, is the play, the written text. And then you have the performance, which is the translation of that play into action. Mm-hmm. And the third component, what's the, do you know what it is? Experiencing it, or the interpretation of the The audience. We can't make theater without an audience. And it's, you know, and I, and they sit, and I make that statement, they look at me, and I say, think about it. You could lock the Mona Lisa up in a closet forever, and then open it one day, and it would still be the Mona mm-hmm. Lisa. But we only have a short amount of time to impress you. Mm-hmm. So your connection to the performance is crucial. You can be, anybody who's been in a play will tell you that they know when the audience is with them. Mm-hmm. In other words, connected to, to what they're doing on stage. One of my favorite things to do is after I've directed the play and the play opens. I like to go up in the light booth and watch the audience watch the play. Mm-hmm. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> but um, it's like if if they are really watching the performance and they're into it, they don't move. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't jitter. They don't reach for a minute. They don't check their phones. <laughs> they're watching the play. Um, now, when it's a funny play, they're they're up and around and. If, if it's a musical, I hope they're dancing. But I think to answer your question, what an audience member gets from the uh, being a part of the audience and witnessing a live performance is the experience of um, the connection to the characters. We expect our audiences to empathize with these characters and feel something. And when they're able to do that, I think they take something away. If they witness a play that's particularly uplifting, they're going to walk out of the theater feeling good. Mm-hmm. If they witness something that's uh, significant and powerful and is going to make us you know, go out and really look at the world in a different way, that's good too. But ideally, I like to see my audience walking out <laughs> and kind of dancing. Right. You know? And there's something very vulnerable, right, about um, for both sides of it to, to come and sit in an audience and let someone emote at you and to get on stage and, you know, become another character or, you know, show that part of yourself, especially maybe in community theater where it's not their professional job. You know, they're doing this because only because they love it and because they want to. Oh. And COVID has taken that human connection away from a lot of us. You know, we, we're, you know, we're still communicating, but where it's on Zoom or it's, you know, through plastic or whatever. Um, and I think, you know, uh, the performing arts has been has been lost in in it. And there's a really valuable human connection aspect of that. I think. Yeah, you know, I ask. Uh, you're talking about the quality of life and how we impact that, and how we can make it. 
difference. And I, in the same class, I asked my students to imagine the community of Sumter without the arts, mm -hmm. without not just the theater, but the gallery and the dance classes and the schools without arts. You don't mm -hmm. have band, you don't have theater, you don't have visual art. What would it be like? And I'll never forget one, one semester this guy said, we didn't think, say anything about sports. I'll be good, you know? And I laughed and I thought, I got you, I feel you, I understand how you mean. But the pandemic took it all away from mm -hmm. us. Everything, everything that we were familiar with and comfortable with and enjoyed went away. And it wasn't just the arts, it was sports. It was our houses of worship, it was restaurants, it was all of it. So I'm interested, I, I can only hope that when things do come back, when we do bounce back, we're gonna have a more um, focused energy, like we want to do this, we want to make good theater, we want to play good football, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, a lot more. less taking, taking anything for granted. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to take anything from yeah, that. Never. <laughs> Hopefully. And okay, so let, back to the money. Okay. <laughs> um, so you, you receive funding from grants and through the county's generosity and through patrons. Yes. And, you know, obviously you haven't been producing any shows this whole, in, in a year. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what has that impact been maybe moving forward? Um, is there is there a long-term impact in, in not seeing that for a year? Well, luckily, uh, in terms of performance and, and our, in addition to presenting plays, we also have a theater school, mm -hmm. and that had to close as well. So those two sources of income were just completely cut off. Mm -hmm. The good thing was that we weren't spending money on production. Right. So we had no production costs. And um, our expenses were minimal up to that point uh, uh, throughout the pandemic because of that. I think what we are hopeful for is that just like every other organization, we are hopeful that because we have been absent for whatever reason, because of the pandemic, people will want to come back. Mm -hmm. And maybe we will not only get our um, regular patrons, but people who've never been to the theater before. Mm -hmm. There are so many people in Sumter that we <laughs> don't even know we exist. Yeah. And it's surprising, but that's the nature of it, I think. Yeah. And so then I guess, Maybe to kind of round it out, um, this is this whole, the whole point of this podcast is to get people to participate and help. So maybe, um, well, first, where are y'all located, and then you know what is the price of a ticket? Maybe if they want to mm -hmm. donate, how how can they help out, and what and what will that be used for? Okay, we are located in the Sumter County Cultural Center. We are there with Patriot Hall and the Sumter Gallery of Art and the. Um, the band chorale room where the band and the Sumter community, um, uh, Sumter Civic Chorale rehearses. So it's on Mood Avenue. Um, uh, we are 
Um, I forgot the second part of the question. <laughs> uh, price of a ticket. Price of a ticket. Very good. <laughs> Usually, our ticket prices and all of this information, um, and we encourage people to do this uh, in general, is to follow our website, sumterlittletheater.com. We post all of our information there. Uh, theater with an R-E. R-E, yeah. yes. We are R-E <laughs> theater. Um, as well as liking us on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, uh, social media is so valuable when you're trying to get the word out to people quickly. But those are two sure sources of information for us mm -hmm. in terms of uh, performance dates, audition dates, that type of thing. Um, typically, our ticket prices are uh, for a non-musical, uh, $15 for students, seniors, and active duty military, and $20 for adults. Now that's a non-musical. Uh, the tickets go up to, I believe it's 20 and 25 for students, seniors, and active duty military, and 25 for adults. Mm -hmm. Of course, that is because of the cost of the production right. of the musical. It just costs more to do it. Um, now, for children's shows, the, the tickets are a little uh, less expensive. Um, I'm not sure how much they are right now, but uh, um, they all are pretty, and comparatively, I think Sumter Little Theater ticket prices are very reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, so, hopefully that will entice people. Um, also, one of the things that I want to mention is that we will be announcing our 21-22 season, hopefully by the end of May okay. of 2021. We'll be able to let people know what we are planning to do. Like I told you, we're going to open with The Hobbit. We're going to close the season in May of 2022 with Jesus Christ Superstar, because that was the play that we had intended to close mm -hmm. the 21 season with. So we're gonna kind of book in the yeah. season with those two shows that we didn't get to do. The plays in the middle we're still discussing. It is a general consensus around the theater that we shouldn't do anything too heavy. <laughs> so we're gonna see a lot of comedy this year. Well, yeah, we want to escape. Oh, yeah, you and me both. And then, but I can tell you that in addition to opening with The Hobbit and closing with Jesus Christ Superstar, we are going to bring back an old favorite, and that is the best Christmas pageant ever. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Are you familiar with the best I am Christmas not, but I, I, do, I know that it is a staple here. But. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is a th strange thing. Every year... We consider plays because, you know, we have to pick a season and inevitably somebody's going to say, okay, just not the best Christmas pageant, <laughs> not that. This season, we were talking about plays and someone out of the blue said, can we do the best Christmas pageant ever, please? And we were like, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we will do that one at Christmas and we'll close the season with Jesus Christ Superstar. And we're finding fun plays to go in the middle. But like I said, when we set that season, we'll mm -hmm. post it on, on our website as well as on Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming in and talking with us today. Thank spending you. Spending some time. This, so. been, this has been great. And thank you so yeah. much for doing this for the, for the nonprofits in Sumter. It's, it's really important, and I appreciate that. Yeah, well, thank you. We appreciate that. We know that 
that it, it takes everybody supporting supporting every organization, you know, and especially again nonprofits that rely on funding and rely on community support. So we're all in it together. As Absolutely. as we've been saying for a whole year. But <laughs> but but we are. <laughs> thank well thank you again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So here's the part where you can help. This will all be in the episode details, but we're going to tell you a little bit about it now, too. To help support Sumter Little Theater, go to www.uwaysumter.org. United Way is our donation partner for this series. Go to the big red button in the corner of their website that says Donate. Choose the amount and frequency that you want to donate, and be sure that in the comments section you include the words Bouncing Back and the organization you want to donate to. Again, that's uwaysumter.org. This is the most important part where we can actually make a real impact. Any amount will be put to good use. Their website's really easy and it all goes to the place that you donate to. If you just want to give in general, they'll set aside what's given through this podcast for nonprofits to apply for. So far in this series, we have highlighted seven different nonprofits that need your help including Sumter United Ministries, Sumter Senior Services, Sumter Green, United Way, the Inspire Festival, and the Sumter County Cultural Center, and also now, Sumter Little Theater. If you want to mail a check, make it out to United Way of Sumter, Clarendon, and Lee Counties and mark in the description, Bouncing Back, and the nonprofit you're donating to. Mail checks to their office at 215 North Washington Street, Sumter SC 29150. You can also drop off a check at their office or at our office at 36 West Liberty Street. All donations are tax deductible. And as part of the community, we need your help to spread the word. If you like this podcast, please get other people to listen. Like, subscribe, download, follow, share, rate and review, depending on where you listen. A rate and a quick review would be very much appreciated. Thank you to user Captain Jack's mom for giving us a review on the Apple podcast app saying, I count on the Sumter Items podcast for community oriented features. The Bouncing Back series has been especially meaningful and relevant this spring. Thanks Captain Jack's mom. The more people who listen, the more we can potentially help raise for these local nonprofits that need our help. From the Sumter Item, I'm Kayla Green. Thank you for listening.